0: Let's take our Bibles together, please, to the book of Colossians as we continue to go verse by verse in the Word of God together in this book, Colossians chapter 2. This morning, we just have one verse on our plate today and tonight another. Colossians chapter 2. And we've come to verse number 9, Colossians 2 and verse 9. Just 11 words, but a whole lot of depth in what's said here. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 9, For in him, now who is this him he's talking about? You'll have to make sure you understand that. All through the text, he's been talking about Christ. The last noun that is mentioned in the verse number 8, after Christ. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. You see that in verse number 6, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Verse number 5, your faith in Christ. The Bible says in verse number 9, for in him, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What a verse. What a miracle. What an amazing statement for God to make himself known to man in such a way. This morning's message is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about exalting him. And may God help us never to get tired of hearing of Jesus. Never get tired of hearing His story, hearing more about Him. May the Lord help us never get tired of singing about Him, learning about Him, more about Jesus, what I know. Because everything in the Bible and everything in our lives should be centered around the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. God help us never get tired of worshiping Him. We're here this morning because of Him, we meet in His name. Without Him, we have no hope. Without Him, we have no life. We have no eternity. Everything must be wrapped up in Jesus. As the Bible says, for to me to live is Christ. Everything's about Jesus. And as the Word of God tries to teach us many things, whatever it's doing, it's trying to bring us back around to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no way I can preach this verse or about Christ sufficiently, but we're going to give it our best shot, all right. Verse number 9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I want, first of all, to look at that little phrase, the Godhead. So that's telling you more about God than just saying the word God. The Godhead what is that how do we understand that well we understand it says the Godhead so the that is the definite article meaning there's just one there's one hold your finger right here if you will your place here and turn over to the book of Mark and the words of Jesus Christ in Mark chapter 12 in Mark chapter 12 and as you're turning there let me say, I know that there are, all around the world, there are many gods. Many people talk about God. You know, I've got my God, you've got your God. Well, the Bible clears all that up. <laughs> it, when you talk about God, it's the Godhead. It's not about what you think, or I think, or what religions say. The Bible says in Mark chapter 12, The Lord Jesus Christ said in verse number 29, And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is... He's quoting Deuteronomy 6, 4 is what he's doing. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So the first thing you have to understand about the Godhead, it's singular. There is just one God. The Bible says that over and over. And by the way, the scribe agreed with Jesus, verse 32 of Mark 12. And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. There is only one God. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 6, there is one God... And furthermore, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The Bible said in Malachi chapter 2 verse 10, that one God created us all. There's not more than one creator, there's one creator. It's the God of the Bible. So when we look at God and the people's ideas of God, of course there are atheists, but we're not talking about people that don't believe in God because the Bible says they're all fools. You have to be a fool to believe there is no God. You couldn't take the parts of my watch and take them all apart and throw it up in the air, let it come down and it come in, a, in one piece. I mean, to believe that there is no God is uh, unreasonable. Unreasonable. I'd say it's unreasonable because everything could not come from nothing. Even in a chaotic state, you don't get get order out of chaos. You get more chaos. That's why people's lives get more chaotic all the time. You've got to go to the God of order to let him order your life, but that's another message, but... We're not going to talk about atheists and that's a growing thing because people love to believe there's no God because then they think they don't have to stand before Him. i never forget Brother Sutick; we were preaching and he's preaching on, on hell you know and people coming up to him and saying you know we don't believe there's a hell. He said well I'm it doesn't, doesn't matter if you believe it or not. <laughs> doesn't even matter what you believe. What matters is what's right what's true. And what is true is that there is one God. That's how we all got here. So we're talking about Monotheism, the Godhead is one God. There are only three major monotheistic religions. Now, there's a lot of religions in the world that are polytheistic. That means they believe in many gods. Hinduism is that way. That's why we need to reach Hindus, because every one of them is going to hell. 1.3 billion they don't even believe there's, they don't believe in the Godhead. They don't believe in who the Bible says God is. The Buddhists, they are polytheistic. Uh, Confucianist or Shintoist. There's all, also all types of pantheism in the world, a lot of Eastern religions. None of those believe in monotheism, that there's just one God. The Godhead is what the Bible says. The Godhead. Now, when you get those monotheistic religions, you've got Judaism. Judaism believes there's one God because the Bible tells them that. Christianity, though by the way, Mormonism does not believe in one God. Mormons are not even a Christian religion. Just because they say the name Jesus, David Koresh talked about Jesus, and so did Jim Jones, and they were cults, so... Just because somebody says Jesus doesn't mean they're... So Mormonism is not a monotheistic religion. It 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 is not... They do not believe in the Godhead. So, but Christianity, Judaism, Christianity, and then Islam. Islam. So, those three religions believe there is one God. Now... If you don't know what the Bible says about the Godhead, you won't know which one to get. By the way, you know the greatest commercial that ever was to let you know that Islam is not the true religion. Any God that would have you do what they did is not a God that is worthy of being thought about. Our God gave his life for us. He didn't tell us to go to take off kids' heads. You'd think the whole world would rise up against Islam. They're still rising up against Israel. You know why? Because we live in a satanic world. That's what we live in, a satanic world. But those three religions are monotheistic religions. Now now go to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. The Godhead. Find out a little bit more about the the Godhead. There's just one God. man. All through human history has tried to get around that. Acts chapter 17. And I'll also read you 1 Corinthians chapter 8 with that. The Godhead. Acts chapter 17. The Bible says in verse number 29. Watch the word in the verse. Acts 17, 29. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead... Is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. If you could make a god, he wouldn't be much of a god, I would say that. And if you could make gods, he certainly would not be one. They'd be all over the place, and he's like to be broken or thrown away. The Bible tells us, I'll read it for you in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 4. He says, As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is none other God but one. In other words, you can't make all these idols and say there's a God, because then you had all these types of gods. There's only one God, he says. There's one God, there's one Father, and there's one Lord Jesus Christ. So when we look at the Godhead, we have to always understand we have one God. We don't have three. Now, when we look at the Godhead, we look at more than just the phrase God. It says the Godhead. There's something more to God than just the Lord our God is one Lord. The Godhead. What is the Godhead? Well, if you look at there are more than one. There's more than one part to the one God. More than one part. Look at Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. We see that word Godhead again. The Bible says in Romans chapter one and verse number twenty. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead. Now this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that you can understand the Godhead by the things that are made, by the things that are created. You can clearly see the Godhead in what God made. You can understand Him. By the way, I just read Romans 20. Before that, I read Acts chapter 17. Before that, I read Colossians chapter 2. You know how many times the word Godhead is in the Bible? Three. You say, that's a coincidence. You've lost your mind. Three references in the Bible about the Godhead. When you look at the Godhead, you've got to go all the way back to Genesis and the bible says that god said said who's he talking to he talked to himself god said let us make man in our image that's the godhead talking to himself and i did say himself Nothing like the Bible that clears up wackos. The Godhead is a plurality. You say, Well, how can you have a plurality if there's just one God? You don't have three gods, you got one God. You say, Well, oh, how that, that doesn't make sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. You're made in God's image. You know, you are one person. If you're not if you if you're more than one person, you need to go to the hospital. They have medication for that. No, you're one person, right? But wait, 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 wait. So when you die and if we put you in a casket and put you right here, is, is, that, is that you? Wait, wait, wait. It's just a body. Well, what are you? You say, well, I've got a soul. Yeah, but, but what are you? <laughs> there's more than one part to you. Right. But you're just you. Right. Right. So your body is, and the Bible describes that. It's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. The Bible says this. He said that he prayed that their whole spirit and soul and body would be preserved blameless coming our Lord Jesus Christ. So there are three parts to you. In other words, you can find out about the Godhead by what He made. What did He make? He made us. He made us. And He made us in our image. The body is not all there is to you. Thank God for that. The Seventh-day Adventists don't believe that. In addition to not believing in a real hell and that the divine Word of God is, is the final authority and there's no extra biblical writings. They also do not believe that you're three. Seventh-day Adventists have, have damnable doctrines. Damnable doctrines. They put, they, put, they put signs up and all that. They, 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 they send stuff in our area. They're very active. They don't believe you're three. That's why they think that, that your body, when it gets put in the ground, that's where you are. No, no, Jesus Christ, when he died, watch, watch the, the three parts of, of the Lord Jesus, just like there's three parts of you. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he died, he bowed his head. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. They took his body down, they put his body in the grave. His spirit went back to the Father, his body went in the tomb. And then the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2 that his soul was not left in hell. Neither did the Holy One see corruption. The Spirit of Jesus went to the Father, the body of Jesus went to the grave, and the soul of Jesus went to hell. That's a whole other mess. But there are three parts to Him going three different places. But it's just one Jesus. It's one person. You understand the Godhead by the things that are made. We call that the Trinity. You say, well, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. Well, the word Bible is not in the Bible. A lot of things not just because this helps our understanding. To understand the Godhead. There are so many religions that do not believe in the Trinity. They don't believe in the Godhead, the Jesus only movement. The Jehovah Witnesses don't believe in the Trinity. Christian Science, Unitarians, the United Church of God. There's so many people that don't believe in the Godhead, that there is God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Ghost. And that's one God. You say, I don't understand that. Uh, Let me give you another illustration. Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said this. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them, watch it, in the name. Now how many is that? In the name, that's one name, baptizing them in the name, watch it, of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. You said that's three names. No, he said it's one name. Because those three are one. 1 John chapter 5 tells us that these three are one. No reason that, that no, no coincidence that the new Bibles, the preferred versions, change that. And they don't tell you that these three are one. The Godhead is in three parts. But you know what? You can see that by the creation because everything's in three parts. Everything. Let's take a few. The Son from the sun, you've got three different types of rays. There's alpha rays, there's beta rays, there's gamma rays. There are rays that you can see from the sun. Then there are rays that you cannot see, but you can feel. And then there are rays from the sun that you can neither see nor feel. You know what you just heard in that little phrase? You saw a picture of the Godhead. You know there's a part of the Godhead that you can see? He was in a body. He's still in a body. That's why Jesus said, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. You know there's a part of God that you can't see but you can feel? That's God the Holy Ghost. Amen. Felt Him this morning. Felt the good, warm sunshine of the Holy Ghost of God down in my soul, amen. Didn't see Him, but sure could feel Him. And then there's a part of the Godhead you can't feel Him and you can't see Him because He's the Father. No man has seen Him at any time. He's not feelable. He's the invisible God. The three parts of rays. Think about the three basic parts of Of even matter. You've got got solid. You've got liquid. You've got gas. Think about the three parts of time. You've got the past. You've got the present. You've got the future. Think about the way God has put water together. You know what water is? Scientists look down. They, they, when they finally were smart enough to figure out everything, and they're looking at the molecules, they said, oh, look at there, water is made up of H2O. That's two parts hydrogen, one part water. That's three molecules, water. And by the way, then you can take that water, and you can freeze it, and you can have ice, and you can drink it, and you can have liquid, and then you can put it on the stove and watch it go up you, you, you know what that that steam that steam is that's going up your exhaust you know what that is that's water it's the same thing as the thing you drink you, you know what that ice cube is it's not a different thing it's water, <laughs> and you take that when you melt it but I'm trying to tell you that the stamp of the Godhead is all over His creation. Take space. There are three dimensions to space. There's width, there's breadth, there's length. Take color. 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 The, 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 uh, pro, the, the, uh, basic units or dimensions of color is chroma, hue, and value. Take music. The three basic elements of music is rhythm and melody and harmony. Take the human, humanity in general, the human existence. Noah had how many boys? How many? That's fascinating to me, because if you live that long, I think you'd have more than three boys. I mean, I had three kids, and I'm, I'll be 55 in December. Noah's living hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. He got three boys. Why's he got three boys? Because God had the stamp of all humanity right there in Noah's boys. There are three races. You say, I don't believe that. Well, believe what you want to believe, but. Pretty obvious to me. <laughs> you just look at the world and it's just divided that way. I know everything's crossed over and bound. By the way, I think that's how God likes it. There's not one better than another. They're just three different ones. Why? Everything's got the stamp of God on it. Take a family unit. You got a man. You got a one man. And then you've got a child. That's three different things to make up a unit. When God told Israel to start worshiping him, he said, I'm going to give you three feasts. None of that is a coincidence. He gave them Passover, first part of the year. He gave them Pentecost in the middle part of the year. And then in the fall year, he gave them tabernacles. Everything has the stamp of three on it. But now, why are we saying all that? We're saying all that to get back to our verse. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, would you go back there? The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9, for in Him, that's Jesus Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of Of the Godhead bodily. God says, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to take the triune God. I'm going to take the whole Godhead. And I'm going to stick the Godhead in a body so you can find out about me. A God that you you and I could never comprehend. He put the whole Godhead, the fullness, all the fullness... Not 95%, not 50%, Not 95%, not 50%, not 85.5%. Not all, I love the word all, 100%. That means you'll never know God without knowing Jesus Christ because 100% of the Godhead is in him bodily. That's why he could look at Philip and say, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, you've seen the Father. And that's why he says the Spirit of Christ, that's the Holy Ghost, but he calls it the Spirit of Christ in us because the fullness of the Godhead is in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, we got a hint of that in chapter 1. Would you go to chapter 1 of Colossians? He said in chapter 1, verse number 19, for it pleased the Father that in Him, that's Jesus, should all fullness dwell. I mean the fullness of everything. He ought to have the preeminence, verse number 18, in everything. But God does this. He says, I'm, I'm going to give you an illustration. Just like you ought to put all of your life in Jesus Christ, I'm going to stick all the Godhead in Jesus Christ. You're looking at me funny. <laughs> if all the Godhead would be placed in the person of Jesus Christ, in Him, then how remiss am I not to put all of my life, all of my value, all of my dreams, all of my plans, all of my love in Jesus. How can, how can I go through life investing my life in things that are empty, that are hollow, when all the fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus bodily? That means every divine, every character, Jesus Christ, that tells us that it that, that, that speaks of the deed of Christ. Everything you know about God is wrapped up in Jesus, He's, he's omniscient. Everything you could say about God is bodily in Jesus. He's omniscient. He knows everything. That's why he could know what people thought. That's why he knows all at the same time what we're thinking. That's how he can watch us and know about all of our lives at the same time. And there are millions of of, of, us on this planet that that know and, and claim the name of Christ and are saved. And he knows all about us. Why? Because in the body of Jesus is all the fullness of the Godhead. He's totally omniscient. He knows what's going on with your life. He's also omnipresent because all the fullness of the Godhead is in Him bodily. That means He can be in many places at one time. Right now as I'm preaching this morning, He's with us. You know where else He's at? He's he's with anybody anywhere that's meeting in His name. How is that possible? Because all the fullness of the Godhead is in Him bodily. He even said that when he was on this planet. He was walking around. He told Nicodemus, he said, he said, by the way, I'm also in heaven. He what he told Nicodemus. He says, the Son of Man is in heaven. While I'm talking to you, I'm also up there. That can't be possible. It is if all the fullness of the Godhead is in him body, he can be everywhere at the same time. It also means he's omnipotent. He has all power. And he even said that all power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. All the power of the Godhead is bodily in the Lord Jesus Christ. How should we look at Him? How should we worship Him? How should we glorify Him? He cannot change. The immutability of God is wrapped up in the God man, the miracle union of the incarnation, though he is the son of Mary. He is the son of God. Though he has the nature of man so that he could die on the cross for our sin, he has the nature of God. And you can say all you want to about the religion of the world, but all those monotheistic uh, religions, there is no rabbi that all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him bodily. There is no Buddha that all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in. There is no, amen, the Mohammeds of the world did not have the fullness of the Godhead. Do you understand what makes us so different? We're not worshiping a pope or a priest or a man. We're saying that the Lord Jesus Christ bodily is the very fullness of all the Godhead. how much He deserves my praise and my thanks. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh. God was made flesh. He says that God was manifest. God was manifest In the flesh, 1 Timothy 3, verse 16. Now let me ask you, if he's that powerful and he's that great. You say, well, I believe there's one God. Well, here's what James says. The devils also believe there's one God. But they tremble. But they've not trusted him. It's one thing for us to know, yes, there's one God, and yes, Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. I believe that. Well, if we really believe that, is He your God? Is he? You know what, what Thomas said? We always get on Thomas for being so such a doubter, you know. <laughs> but you know what Thomas said after he saw the resurrected Christ? He said, "My Lord." And my God. I'm surrendering my life to you as my Lord and my God. I'm not surrendering my life to religion. I'm not surrendering my life to Judaism. I'm not surrendering my life to my own wishes. You are my Lord because you're my God. I tell you what, if you saw the the one who the Godhead, the fullness of Godhead bodily walk through the wall, because he's not limited. He walks right through the wall and then looked at the God of this world died for you and you look at his hands and you look at his feet and you look at his side. Here's what I'm trying to say. The reason, guys, I, I, I read it this week. They they, they were interviewing some um, Hamas warrior and they said, man, there's warships. I mean... The United States has sent two battle groups off the coast of Israel. I mean, all those planes and all those bombs and all those tanks now are surrounding Gaza and, I mean, they got nukes. What are you thinking going in there and killing all these people? You know know what that that Muslim said? Now listen. Let me show you how it puts puts us to shame. That Muslim said this. I don't care how many battleships you have. I don't care how many planes you have. I don't care how many bombs you have. It's not bigger than my God. You know what I believe? I believe they believe in their God more than we believe in our God. Because we're looking at the battleships. We're looking at what we can do. And that Muslim said, I don't care what it looks like. We've got a big God. The only truth is, He don't have a God. He's got a devil. He doesn't have the right God. But we have the right God. We have the true and the living God. We have the way, the truth, and the life. He's up up in heaven right now on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. He's the high and exalted One. The name that's above every name. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords has all the power. And yet we doubt Him. And in Him... Is all the fullness of the Godhead, but yet I can't trust Him. I can't trust Him with my life. I can't step out by faith and be. I tell you what, you know, I know a lot, a lot of Christians. A lot, some, some people a lot more prou- are, are, are a lot more proud of their children than they are, they are their Savior, and I know. When my, when, the great, when my grandbaby hits the scene, I'll probably have the same disease. By the way, it's a boy, so you know what that means. <sighs> I tell you what? That, 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 that little boy, you know what's wrapped up in that little boy? his mama and his daddy and his grandparents and i know a lot about all them some of it's good and some of it ain't so good but in jesus is wrapped up all the fullness of the godhead bodily you know some people have looked at the story with john putting his head on jesus breast and they've made some strange Statement about that, but I tell you what—you know what they don't understand? They don't know to understand who He is. It's God. Everything of God is in the body of Jesus. And John just said, "I want to hear God's heartbeat. I want to touch God. I want to embrace God." That's why they fell at His feet. That's why I look, amen, thank God. I, I, can't, I can't touch the Spirit. I can't hug the Father. But one of these days, I'll be able, amen, to wrap my arms around the feet and the legs of in whom has all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There's the package. And let me ask you, why would I want anything else? Why would I be interested in anything else? We embrace so many things in life, but we fail to embrace the one as we should whom all the fullness dwells in bodily. We hear the story of Christ so much and so often that we lose the wonder of the miracle of, that the Creator from, that went before the beginning, before time, and went all the way into eternity both ways, and that made us all would be willing to put the whole Godhead into one body and say, I love you, and I'll die for you, and I'll save you, and I'll care for you, and I'll lead you, and I'll pray for you. You can touch me, and you can learn about me by Jesus. Guys, I'm finished. This is what happens. Even people that carry a Bible will wrap their self up in everything that's not Jesus. The fullness of God is not in our lifestyle. The fullness of God is in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's why our relationship with Him is of preeminent importance. Not going through the motions of religion where the Godhead is not bodily. But wrapping our love and our lives into Jesus Christ. In Him. In Him. Is all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus?